Okay, Beis Hashem, we're going to start the halachas of Hanukkah. It's very nageu, and uh, we don't have that long, that's the truth, and there's a lot to discuss. We've got the shailas of when to light, we've got the shailas what to light, how much to spend on Hanukkah, how much to spend on the manure, how much to spend on the oil, the wicks, um, the different timings, what happens if you're late, what happens if no one's around. There's the different shailas of going away, for example. People go away for Shabbos Hanukkah, or even just stand for a night. Do you have to, where do you like, what do you do in such a situation? Shabbos Hanukkah, by the way, is a very, very common shaila. There are two times that we always tell people not to travel, but everybody travels. One of them is Purim, and the other one is Hanukkah. This are causing halachic shailas when you travel, because after all, when you light, makes enough kamina. If you're sleeping there, if you're eating there, if you own the house, don't own the house, whatever, we'll have to discuss a lot of that. So today I want to just go into a little bit of a hagdama, just a bit of an introduction of exactly uh, a little bit of the inyanim of Hanukkah, and just some of the main points that we have to know, and then the Mitzvah Shem will go through one by one, some of the Ikishailas. Of course, we have to discuss the Ikishaila of what bracha to make on a donut. It's mamash not poshut. It's mamash not poshut. We're going to have to learn the sugya from the Gemara, from the Mishnah, all the way down to the Rishonim, to see Allah Chalamaisa. We'll, we'll, we'll see if you're allowed to do that either, I don't know. But I'll call him just to, just to, you know, we'll have to talk about a lot of these shailas, um, paying dreidel for money, and all these sorts of things. A lot of different shailas that come up. We'll, we'll get to that. So, so let's begin with a very simple introduction into the Heilige Hanukkah. We know Hanukkah is a very, very Choshev extremely Choshev In fact, the Loshen, the Loshen, which is interesting of the Rambam, the Rambam says the Loshen, Mitzvah's Hanukkah, Chaviva Admoid. That means the Mitzvah of Hanukkah is extra Choviv. Choviv means dear. You know, it, it's very dear to people, Hanukkah. Right? Why? So that's what the Rambam learns. The Shulchan Aruch also says, Tzorich Lizam Ha'oid. We have to understand, after all, we're dealing with the Durabonon. It's not a Duraisa. It's the two uh, Yom and Tovim that are Durabonon, are Purim and Hanukkah. But it seems to be Hanukkah is extra special, extra dear to people. People go the extra mile, as we'll talk about the Mahajan Min and Mahajan idea. People go more when it comes to Hanukkah than most other times. And we have to understand what is it about Hanukkah. Perhaps we could say on a simple level that the Rabbi Nisham did that for us also. The Rabbi went, perhaps, went further than what we, what he could have done and should have done and, you know, perhaps needed to do for us, for example, by finding the oil with the Kohen Godel's uh, seal on it, which didn't need to be found. We could have used, as the Pnei Yeshua says famously, uh, that it's Chutra Betzibo, because everyone is Tomei, then you could have used Tomei oil. But yet the Rabbi gave us an extra kiss, he gave us an extra hug, he gave us an extra embrace by finding that oil, which he didn't have to do, and that shows the extra hug, right? Um, just to give you an idea, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz famously says that, uh, imagine you see a woman bathing a baby, and uh, how do you know if that is the mother? And how do you know, it's a segoita, it's a cleaner in the house, that's giving, you know, giving a bath to the baby, whatever. How do you know the difference? How do you know which one it is? So Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz says, very simple, he says, if when you take out, when the, when the woman takes the baby out of the bath and gives a kiss then you know that's the mother. Because a mother goes the extra mile. A parent goes the extra, the extra embrace, the extra love. The Rabbi Shalom, when it came to Hanukkah, went the extra mile for us. The Rabbi Shalom didn't have to allow us to find the oil that was Tahor. We could have used Tomei oil. But the Rabbi Shalom says, I want to give you that kiss, I want to give you that hug. It's almost like the Medrash says, when Kalali Yisrael crossed the Yamsuf, so we know there's different midrashim and different mafarshim. We're not going into all the different pshatim. But one idea the medrash says that when they crossed the Yamsuf, it wasn't just you know soil and nice and it wasn't muddy whatever. But there were like oh, there was candies and sour sticks and all gishmak stuff coming from the walls of the water. Why? Just to make it even more gishmak. 
You know, we have to realize in our own lives, the Rabbi Nishram sometimes does things and he gives us an extra hug, an extra kiss. We have to feel it, that's all. I had, a, I have a cousin, Liz on Sarotskin, an Israeli, a massive Tamil Chacham. He gives, he knows Shas with Rishon and Balper back to front. Unbelievable. The man is a Boki in, 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 in Shas and Rishonim like I never saw before. Uh, he gives, he gives five Dafyomi Shrim every single day. He's an unbelievable person. Um, he unfortunately lost a child a number of years ago. And uh, he told me over the Misa that when the child was very, very sick, so he had to take the child to hospital. And it wasn't easy. He had to go to B'nai Barak, that was the hospital, specifically that the specialist was there. And he had to go backwards and forwards. And he said so many times, he had a Misa, was walking on Sorotskin, and he was wondering, okay, I have to get a bus with his sick daughter. It's not Gishmak. He didn't have a car or anything. Taxis were too expensive. What's he meant to do? So he has to schlep her on a bus. It's not Gishmak. And somebody rolled down the window and said, you know, would you like a ride? Where are you going? He said, well, I'm going to B'nai Barak. He said, oh, I'm actually going to B'nai Barak now. Come inside. Empty car. He couldn't believe it. And on the way back, he was in the hospital. He told me the Misa, in the hospital. And someone said, oh, I'm going to Yishalayim. Does anybody need a ride? He's like, well, I'm going back to Yishalayim with my daughter. He said, the Rabbani Shalom gave Xerah. Xerah is Xerah. And what can I do? His daughter was sick. And Rahman, let's not know. He lost his daughter. And Xerah is Xerah. The Rabbani Shalom decided. But he said he felt the extra hug. He felt the extra kiss that the Rabbani Shalom was doing with an extra. Right? Just like when Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, there was the, Rashi tells us, Mufurit, Apostolic, that there was the nice smelling spices. What do I need that for? Because when he was going down, it could have been done with night, with, with the, the, you know, with disgusting, horrible fumes, but it was done with a nice way. Sometimes the Rabbani Shalom does something. He gives us the extra hug, the extra kiss. And we have to recognize it, we have to realize it. Hanukkah is exactly that yontuf. The whole idea of Hanukkah is that the Rabban Shalom embraced us. He gave us the extra hug, the extra kiss, and that's why on Hanukkah we go the extra mile ourselves with Soma the Inyanim. So the Rambam says, in Peret Gimel, says the Rambam, during the second base of Migdash, the Greeks, as we know, ruled over Eretz Yisrael, and they made terrible, terrible decrees against Klal Yisrael. And they bet them they wanted to destroy the religion. They wanted to get rid of Klal Yisrael. And they forbade Torah and mitzvahs, specific mitzvahs, whatever. And they went into the base of Migdash. They were Matamir at the Hashemnaim came, came, came along, the sons of the Kohen Gadol. And they made a war and they won the war and they had power. By the way, people don't know this, for about 200 years until Chorben by Shani. That was exactly what happened over there on the 25th Chofhe of Kislev. We know that we won the war, came into the base of Migdash, we found the Pach of Shema that happened to have the seal of the Kohen Godel, and there was a nace that it burned for eight days. Now there's exactly, there's a Mechoikas Roshonim, exactly what happened when. That's also not so simple. From the Rambam, at least how some Mechoikas learned the Rambam, um, is that they won the war on the 25th, but they lit the menorah in the base of Migdash on the 26th. So why do we light on the Chof Hay? Why do we light on the 25th? Zeichet to the nace. Okay, that possibly will be another answer to the base Yosef's kasha. The uh, others, the Maishim Rekeach, and other learned Pshat and the Rambam differently, they said, no, forget, they started actually winning the war on the 24th of Kislev, and they lit the menorah on the 25th of Kislev, and therefore, that's why we light on the 25th. So there's a Shiloh, exactly how it works. There's a Miri, talks a lot about it, we're not going to go into the details, but just to know such a thing, that there's a Machlok, is exactly what happened when over there. The, the, the biggest Shiloh on Hanukkah, and there are whole svarim with hundreds and hundreds of answers on this specific question, is why are there eight days of Hanukkah? Really, there should be seven. Simply because, really, the, uh, they found oil. So they found oil, that was, you know, that was, that was enough for one day. So the rest of the days were amazed that it continued burning, that's seven days. So really, seven days were a miracle, not one. So why do we have eight days? Right, that's the base of famous kasha, like I said, their entire svarim written 
on this question with hundreds and hundreds of answers. So we can answer, according to that, the Prichot of Shlom's Pshat Rambam, that actually, that the, that the very finding of the oil alone was actually a miracle. So that's miracle number one. And the next seven days was another one. Others give answers because they split up the oil. And others, they, when they put the oil in, they didn't put enough for one day. They put enough for a small amount. And they split it up into eight days because they knew that's how long it's going to take to get tar and whatever, to get new oil. So they made it every single day. All the Pshat is they filled it up completely. The next day they came and it was full again. So there are many, many different answers of that, it's a, it's a great shadow to discuss Hanukkah Mesibas and everything else, but just to know, this is a does exist, by the way there's a Minchas Chenech, the Minchas Chenech wants the Taina, according to one pshat that it could be that in Chutz Laretz everyone's going to have to buy new menorahs when Mashiach comes, because this fake of the Yom, they're going to have nine days of Hanukkah Right, just like they had two days of Yontav and Chodesh they're going to have nine days of Hanukkah. Memela, all the menorahs that everybody buys, the fancy silver menorahs, they're going to have to get another branch because the Maisa, it's nine. But okay, whatever, it's one sheet two over there, which we're not going into. Uh, we do have to understand one question, which I'm not going to answer now, is why did Rabbeinu HaKadosh leave out Hanukkah from the Mishnah? Why is there no Mesechtas Hanukkah? There's everything else. There's Mesechtas Megillah, right? Ruvain, there's Mesechtas Megillah. There's Mesechtas Shabbos. There's Psochim. Psochim, there's Sukkah. Every Yontav seems to have a Mesechta. Why does Hanukkah not have its own Mesechta? I've had it brought down in many, many places in Shabbos and other Mesechtas. But why does then, is there no Mesechtas Hanukkah? Good question. Ask it at the Hanukkah Mesiba. Let's move on, Rabbi Isai. Okay, like I said, I want to try to get to as many Shalas as we possibly can. Is there a Din Suda on Hanukkah? Meaning, is it, is it a Yontav? What exactly is the gather of Hanukkah? So if you look at the Rishonim, and specifically the Rambam, the Rambam and many of the Rishonim say that it's Yimei Simcha. Yimei Simcha seems to say, and seems to imply, that it is a Yontav. And therefore, if it's a Yontav, I should have a Suda, I should have meat, just like every other Yontav. In fact, the Tshuvah Zerashba, which is also brought down in Drashas Laran, that he says that Hanukkah is a Din Simcha Mamish. It's a, mamash, it's a din yontif. It's a din mamash. In fact, the ravior brings down, it's a din yontif. You have to have a suda with pass and bread and wash and everything else like that. Right? Someone will say, pshat, the Biskarov explains, pshat in the Rambam, that the Rambam doesn't mean simcha, meaning yontif. It's coming la fuke hesped and tainis, meaning you can't fast, you can't make a hesped. It means simcha of joy, but that means you just can't say a hesped and fast. But it doesn't mean that you have to have a yontif suda, because it's not a yontif in that case. Lemaisa the Ramah brings down that any suda, that a person makes, covered the yom, and he sings, shiros v'sishpachos to the Rabbani Shlolam, he sings about the nays, he talks about the nays, divaytoria about the nays, avada that is a sudas mitzvah, and that's kavaldik, in that case. Okay, so that's the idea, but there's no halacha that a person has to eat meat, or wash in that case. Moving on, Rabbi Isai, like I said, we're going to try to quickly go through as much as we possibly can. The Gemara in Shabbos Chofala from a base, which hopefully maybe in the morning, maybe we'll get to a little bit of the before before the Yontav of Hanukkah, is the Gemara says like this, that the mitzvah of Hanukkah is ner, ish, ubeisai, which we have to understand. What is the din of Hanukkah? This is already a long Shashayla, which we're not going into. Those of you that have learned Halakas Aneris from Shabbos know this Shailas very, very carefully. Is that is it din on you or is it din on the house? Meaning, if you're tenting, let's say in the middle of nowhere, you're going camping, and you take a sleeping bag, and you go sleeping in the middle of the forest, is there a, do, you have, do you have to light menorah? Is there a place to light menorah? Or has it got attachment to a house? Right? Putting a menorah on a car, right? Is that considered to be, forget about Pesuminissa and Kiddush Hashem, whatever. I'm just talking about else, the mitzvah of Hanukkah. Are you Yotza? Because Or the Gemara says, Ner ish ubeisoy. That means ner ish ubeisai seems to imply the mitzvah says the Gemara is dafka attached to the house in that case, and that's why the Shulchan Aruch says that it's one per household, right? That's what it is. In fact, the Gemara says 
which we have to talk a lot about, but not now, is that if a person wants to be mahadar, then not only light one in the house, each person in the house should light one candle. If you want to be extra machmir, which I don't know how many people like to be machmir during the year, but it sounds like over here at Hanukkah, everybody wants to be machmir. And the Gemara says, if you want to be mahadrin, mina mahadrin, if you want to go way beyond the letter of the law, then each person should like an extra candle every night of Hanukkah, right? Bishama Bishela, which way do you go? We're not going into it. It's very interesting, by the way, just to note, that the whole year people are not looking for hummus. I'm, I, I never met, I, I never, I don't know, I don't go around too many houses, but I don't know how many of your houses or your friend's houses, you ever went to on Hanukkah, and you see on the, you know, day number six, it's got one candle there. And you're like, um, I think you might have made a mistake. It's day number six of Hanukkah. And I'm like, what do you mean? The Gemara says one. I'm, I'm doing what the Gemara says. I'm doing the Ikadin. I have to be machme. I have to be machme and light one, an extra one every single day. I'm not machme anywhere else. All of a sudden, now I'm going to be machme, right, Eli? What's Pshat? What's the Pshat? Why we're machme over here? So I think that's what we said in the beginning. Right in the beginning was the whole idea of Hanukkah. The whole, the whole, you know, the whole takonos of Chazal came about because the Rebbeinu gave us that hug. He gave us that kiss. He gave us that embrace. He went beyond the extra mile. So we're showing the Rebbeinu on Hanukkah. We're also going to do the same thing. Now we have also a machlokes. We've shown him what does it mean, mahadrin mina mahadrin. What, what exactly does that mean? So this is a famous machlokes. We've shown him. Just want to point it out to the olam. She does Tosfus. Tosfus holds that only one person in the home lights an extra candle, adds a candle every single time. And that's the meaning of the Sfadin, interestingly enough, like Tosfus. Whereas the Rambam says every single person in the home adds a new light every single night, which is the meaning of the Ashkenazim. Right, which is how that's done. I'm not going to go into the different halachas and different hagim that Sfadin may have over here, but that is the basic idea of the Machaikas Rishonim. Now, we'll end with this Shaila. How much money do we have to spend on Hanukkah? The Maisa, you know, there's different types of oils, there's different types of menorahs, right? Very good. What exactly is it? So I want to, I wanted to tell you a few more because I think this is important. Okay? Arendov. This is a very good one. The Orchashulchan comes along and says the Orchashulchan that Dalit Kaisas and Ne'er Hanukkah, there is no share. That means there is no amount. How much a person has to spend because it's presuming Nisa, and it's unlike any other mitzvah. We know the Gemara Baba Kama says that a person is mukhayyat to spend only up to a third. When it comes to Nechanaka and Dalad Kaisas, there is no shear over here. Okay, which means that there's no minimum and there's no maximum. Right? You just keep on going. It's a, it's a Mordeka mitzvah. That's number one. <laughs> number two, the Shita Mukhabet says, that the, the Gemara brings down, but the Shittim Gubetza says it very clearly. The Shittim Gubetza says, and he also brings the Ritva, that the Ritva says that we know, the Gemara tells us, there are certain things that are not included in the Cheshben when between Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. We know that when Rosh Hashanah comes, the Rabbanu makes an exact calculation how much money you're going to receive. What you spend, for example, on Shabbos, and what you spend on your kids going to Chedan and Yeshiva, whatever it may be, is not included in the Cheshben of um, how much money you are allotted from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. There's certain exceptions, meaning they're not included in the Cheshben, that's on Hashem's bill, you can spend whatever you want, whatever's necessary. Says the Shittim Kubetzis, and again he brings a Ritva, that he says not only Hetzor Shabbos and Hetzor Siontav is, is not part of the Cheshben from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, meaning you get the money back, who had din? Any expense of any mitzvah is included. I, the Gemara says not that way. Says the Ritva, says the Shintimikabat, says the Gemara just brought an example that was more Nagaya. You know, just Shabbos comes every week, so it just said that. But it means, according to that, whatever you spend on Hanukkah, 
for the mitzvah, not for your own personal pleasure, but for the mitzvah, is not included in the cheshbon. It's on Hashem's tab, it's on his bill, and he'll get the money back. So with that in mind, we should be spending a lot more money than we thought we should in that case. There's a tshuva in the Tzvit Tiferes, which um, I think is the Pischei Tshuva, Pischei Tshuva, where he brings also the same idea that any mitzvah, Shabbos, Yontav, Pesach, um, and he says Hanukkah as well, he says it clearly in Simon Nundalat, that it's excluded from uh, the Cheshman. That means you get the money back, which is amazing. Now the Mishabura tells us, Allah Chalamayit, the Chobetz Chaim, Tofeshah and Gimel, that it's toiv for a person to be matriach himself, to have a nice menorah according to his means. Obviously, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But if you can afford a nicer menorah, says the Mishabura, absolutely, you shouldn't have the Behetiv, says Dafka Silva, Behetiv is better in that case. Obviously, you can't use Maisa money for that, but if you can afford it, you should definitely try to be Mahada, the Mitzvah, with a nice menorah. And uh, it's definitely a head of mitzvah in that case without any shadow whatsoever to do that over there. Okay, Rabbi Sai, there's a lot of shadows that we have to discuss. We have to discuss, um, number one, who has a chiv to light? The meaning of women not to do malacha once this month of lighting comes. The, the, the halacha that men are not allowed to do certain things once this month of adlacha comes. be learning Torah. If you want to learn Torah, if you want to eat mazonis or something like that before this month of adlacha comes, what's the din over there? Erev Shabbos went to light. Matzah Shabbos went to light. Where to light on Shabbos Hanukkah? The types of oil exactly that on a gay that they sell in the stores, which one to look out for, which one to try and get. Mitzvah Shem tomorrow we'll discuss more of those halachas.